Is there anything worse, Tig, that when you have to uh, go get like a physical or something, you have to get that blood work? Is there anything worse than that waiting about a week until you get the results and then, you, you know, you're just awaiting that call to, to know if everything's all right or not? It's like three days and I've had it, Dana, where um, I had to call the doctor and just go, hey, man, like, what about those blood results? And they go, oh, it was fine. Like, tell me it's fine. I don't want to call you guys. I had it one time where I was waiting for the call and I, the doctor's office calls me as I'm about to go over a mountain and lose service. Mm -hmm. And that's like the worst. Until yesterday when I realized there's something way worse than that. And um, so I went ahead and went yesterday to get my blood work done for my physical coming up next Friday. So I go to this lab. I give my blood. I go home. I get a an email message later on that night, right before I go take your son to go see Aladdin at mm -hmm. TPAC. And you know what the email says? Your results are in. <laughs> and they posted it to the portal. Way worse than having to wait a few days and the doctor tell you. Because then what do you do? You immediately go to your portal and you try to look on your iPhone, look at all your results. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what I don't understand? Results. <laughs> I don't know what this stuff means. It didn't have like a green or a red it's for or the, anything like that? It was for the doctor. It's for the doctor. It doesn't tell me anything. So I don't know what this technical. stuff is. Yeah. Too technical for it's, you. Yeah, and uh, way, way worse. Because then what do you do? You start Googling it. And if you Google any medical condition, what does it say? Uh, dead soon. No, cancer. It's always it's cancer. Could be cancer. It's not like, hey, instant relief, death. It's you always have like, could a, be cancer. A runny nose, mm -hmm. and it'll say, well, maybe nothing, but could also be cancer. Yeah, it's like your lips are chapped. Well, that could be a sign of dehydration or terrible, terrible cancer. Right. Uh, so what's way worse is getting those results without the guiding hand of a doctor. Well, how are you? Hell, you tell me. I don't know. Well, it seems to me like the doctor, if they were freaked, they'd call you and tell you, right? If the doctor was freaked, I saw the results for the doctor did. And then I start getting on Google. And listen, change WebMD to WebMDIE because that's what it seems like you're going to do. Anything you have. You're going to die if you look it up on the Internet. I went to a doctor once and I said, I know you're going to hate this, but I did Google this. And the guy said, listen, that stuff is clickbait. They put stuff up there to scare the hell out of you. Mm -hmm. And 98% of the time, it's not even true. So get off the Tiger Daniel podcast brought to you by Snow's Furniture. I know uh, people hate me for this. It's 98.5 The Bull, but um, when I was younger in my 20s and early 30s, Daniel, I didn't worry about weight because I had never had an issue with weight. In fact, uh, you remember when we first got together in our careers, I would like go home and drink milkshakes and things because my doctor was concerned about my BMI on the other end of it. Mm -hmm. Like you're maybe underweight, man. And I was like, what? And I, I could always eat whatever I wanted, no matter if it was slop or healthy or not. And then um, I woke up on my 35th birthday and I weighed like 20 pounds more somehow. I don't know what happened in the mid-30s. Like, ee, things are changing. But uh, now I'm getting in the habit of weighing myself because I'm concerned <laughs> a little bit about like, okay, I, I checked that BMI. Any of that mm -hmm. number they give you? Mine's creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And I don't know if I've exactly tried to lose weight, but what I have done is not... Uh, done what I used to do as much. Which is? I don't eat slop all the time, just half the time. What is slop? You know, like going and getting hamburgers and things like that, right? Uh, so maybe you're you're trying to reduce your fast foods. One of your favorite places to eat is at Quick Trips. You're trying to reduce and yeah. eat some more. If you do eat at Quick Trips, some healthier options. I'll, I'll get a salad or something, right. maybe. Um, but how do you weigh yourself? Because in my head, I look down and I go, oh, that's a little bit higher than I'm comfortable with. Oh, I know. I'm wearing lots of clothes because it's wintertime. How many pounds am I able to deduct for winter? Could you maybe weigh your clothes separately? I guess I could. Or put the scale in the bathroom and then uh, before Do you get it, in the shower. Get in the shower. That's what I'm going to have to do. Because right now I have a formula I use to, for the clothes. Mm -hmm. Whatever I weigh, I'm minus 15 pounds of clothes. Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> so, very I'm good in, formula. I'm in good shape. You, you should be in tip-top shape. <laughs> okay. So, But the other thing is if you, if you weigh yourself nude, mm -hmm. then you have an idea of what you actually weigh. But then when you go to the doctor, you're wearing clothes again. So it's always going to look more there. And they do that slide thing. and It's always a very rude awakening. It's like a big old drum roll in my head. Like, okay, he's moving it left. He's moving it right. It looks like it's settling. Oh, I don't like that number. Does it turn out that the BMI stuff is all nonsense anyway? I, I don't know. I That's read. the problem with all this. You, there's no Nobody consensus. It's, everybody's just got a different opinion on it. Yes. I've heard the BMI doesn't mean anything. I've heard that it does. I don't know what to do. Yeah, we didn't go to medical school, so, I mean, I guess we're just, we're just all <laughs> guessing. I don't know. 
It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. 638. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. What's our... Um, Parker McCollum. 740 this morning with our bullfight. Parker yeah, McCollum Parker tickets. Parker tickets. I was going to ask you, uh, you were a little bit under the weather this weekend. I didn't uh, text and check on you. I did text your wife, though, to check on you. Does that count? Or do I need to start personally checking on, like, no, that's texting cool. you? I'm I, always, I'm cool like, I always that. text your wife, like, how's Tig feeling today? Mm. Does she make up stories? Because at first she thought um, I was faking. No, she's... But then it turned out I was really sick. She'll let me know. <laughs> and then she's been sick, too, so... Mm-hmm. Um, does she let you know that I checked on No, you? I didn't hear that. Huh. No. Interesting. I, should, I need to start being like, uh, tell I got checked on You him. could text me directly, though. I have a phone and everything. Uh, Too much. When I'm sick, I don't want a million people texting me and calling. Like, I, my mom's an angel. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm not feeling well, she's going to call at least 10 times a day. Mm-hmm. To say, you know, how are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? Wow, my mom's the opposite. Mm. She heard I was down, and uh, I had to call her. And then she said, honey, if you get any worse, let me know. So you do want a bunch of are you doing, are you feeling better texts? Yeah, it's not bad. I'm bored to death, by the way, because you're stuck inside. And so uh, any human interaction, even through text, is like, hey, at least that's something different. Why don't you go into a NyQuil coma if you don't feel good, if you have a terrible cold? Because that's where you get the weird dreams, man. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, you know, I like sometimes going to sleep, it seems like it's more work than being awake because all those weird dreams and Horrific nightmares you're going through throughout the night. You ever had that? Uh, yeah, that's whenever I get a cold or something, I cannot take any kind of medicine because I have, you know, I'm like Charles Manson. I'm dreaming the craziest stuff. Yeah, I had that several times, and um, and it was like I'd almost rather – I was almost scared to go to sleep because I was worried about, okay, I had a bad night last night with nightmares. What's it going to be like tonight? That's why old folks, they drink like their, – their medicine is basically like moonshine and honey. They just pass out. Yeah, they just drink like just a ton of moonshine or, but that stuff works for me because it doesn't give me the terrible nightmares and hangovers. Mm-hmm. So you, on the record, you drink liquor when you get sick. If I get a cold and I want to get some sleep, yeah, I just drink some uh, like bourbon and I you know, put honey You're in like it. I don't Billy know why. The kid. Well, you can't, that stuff make you crazy, won't it? It will. I mean, that's why cold medicine I'd almost rather be sick than take cold medicine sometimes because of the horror that you have to go through. And then can you believe, and I had thought this for years, that uh, whenever you would go get Sudafed, Sudaf, what is it, Sufedrine, whatever, mm-hmm. that there was stuff out on the shelf or you could get the good stuff that's behind the counter. And they finally came out last year and they said, hey, guys, this stuff we have just out on the counter, just, just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they should have apologized to us profusely about that. Yeah. There should have been class action lawsuits on that because, because that yeah, stuff doesn't even work. Getting us over. Um, and then I'll see these uh, commercials on TV. There's a product called Theraflu. You ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the idea is that you're just drinking hot tea. And the people on the uh, commercials, they're like, they're really having a good time drinking this hot tea. It's like, oh, this is so relaxing. And it's like you're drinking a cup of hot tea. Meanwhile, you taste this stuff. Not so Have good. you ever tasted that stuff? Like, there's no way you can enjoy that. You're gagging half the time you're drinking this hot tea that on television they make it look like you're having a nice well, what time. What would you like them to do in the advertising? Just be vomiting all over the place? I want them to be honest. Be like, you're going to hate every second of this, but we want you to feel better. That, that might be an effective advertisement. Like, hey, guys, it's their flu. Tastes like crap, but well, that's what you're going to feel better. And I guess there's been some laws passed because years ago when you would see, like, a medicine advertised, you know, they just told you, hey, this fixes everything. But now half of the commercial is, and you might end up with horrible diarrhea and vomiting. Yeah. Like, they have to tell you all the stuff that's wrong with it, too. <laughs> they need to do that with Theraflu. It's like, you'll wish you didn't have to drink this. But once you do, you're going to feel a lot better. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull with Ty and good morning to you, Daniel. Ty, I don't think I've ever seen you wear these. But do you ever wear gloves now that it's... Uh whether it's getting colder, do you ever put uh, gloves on when you're out and about? One time I do, and then I lose them for the next time. Um, I big glove guy. Wear gloves all the time, and uh, <laughs> one problem w- whenever you uh, have gloves on is you can't use your cell phone, right? Yes, that's a problem. Uh, well, some folks in South Korea they have this problem too. Like they had a really brutal winter one year, and I think it was in 2010. Their uh, gloves weren't working on their cell phones, and so they had to come up with a solution. What do you think they decided to do? Did they put something like? Uh, more like human material at the t- fingertips? Um, that's similar. Here, uh, check out a, a clip here from a story about it. One of the coldest winters on record. There's snow everywhere, and everyone is getting really annoyed that they can't use their smartphones while they're wearing gloves. Now, the Koreans, lots of people decided 
to use sausages as meat styluses <laughs> for their phones. Sausage? And you know what? It actually works. Please excuse typos. I'm writing with a sausage. <laughs> yeah, so the fingers wouldn't work, so they used either pickles or sausages they carried around with them to... So, uh, like a stylus. Yeah. They use that as kind of a pencil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why a sausage, though? I guess like an eraser a doesn't work. It's like a finger. Yeah. And so uh, you don't want to take your glove off. You just reach in and get your, uh, get your sausage. sausage out of your pocket. And <laughs> we need to start trying that. <laughs> okay. I it mean, I think I would just rather not text. Well, here's the problem, though. Like, I've got a kid, and if you're wearing gloves, that sometimes means it's snowing outside. And what do you want to do? You want to take pictures of your kid in the snow. Mm. And I've had that problem where I'm like, okay, like I got to take my glove off and now, you know, do the thing and now put my glove back on. A sausage may be a uh, brilliant, would a hot dog wiener work? I think, uh, yeah. Does that's that a, mimic human touch? Yeah, enough? or pickle. More pickles. Put that in your pocket. Front pocket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oscar Mayer is like loving this news. Yeah, they're like, loving it. Sell some wieners. It's 98.5 The Bull with Ty and Daniel, Thomas Shrett, and Morgan Wallen. This is Morgan Wallen with Ty and Daniel. I thought I'd offer Daniel a $20 bet this morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. So Daniel likes to go around the office and he'll come up to me and he'll go, Hey, Ty, for $20, throw this little soft baseball and see if you can hit the iPhone across the room with it. Yeah, you can see those uh, $20 bets we do on... Uh TikTok, the Bulls TikTok page. Mm -hmm. And though what? Some of them do pretty well. Yeah, it's, surprised. Like, it's, it's kind of fun of to you. watch this. 20 bucks up for grabs. Not a ton of money, but still, it's interesting to see this. And so I'm going to offer you a $20 bet this morning. If you get it right, Daniel, I'll Venmo you 20 bucks out of my account. If you don't get this right, that's okay. We just call it even, okay? All right, tag it up, Tom Foolery. Let's get down to business. All right, so I'm going to make this easier on you because this could be pretty hard, but uh, here we are towards the end of the year, and you go all the way back to January 1st of 2023, and you hear new country songs throughout the year, mm -hmm. and I've got the Billboard country chart here, and I want you to tell me which song stayed at number one the most this past year, and I'm going to help you out here. Um, I'm going to play some of the uh, runner-ups for you so you know what not to guess. Okay. Uh, this spent many weeks... <laughs> Zach Bryan had a very strong start to the year. That song um, was number one at the beginning of the year and lasted through almost mid-February. So about six weeks there. It is not something in the orange, but what a great song that was. All right, so we've eliminated that. How about this one? Also, uh, several weeks, number one on the country billboard. weeks with that not a bad run so no it's not that are you trying to kind of formulate who you think it might be well i already have my guess okay you already have your guess so uh, i'll do another zach bryan again but yeah. i will i will take all the eliminations that i can okay we're gonna eliminate this song but it did very 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 well i remember i remember everything that song's interesting because it um was like number one for four weeks Took a break, then came back and did a number one run again for six weeks. So Zach Bryan's had a great year. And I'll eliminate uh, one more for you here. This one did very well. About five weeks for that song. So those are our top. But there's one I haven't played yet, Daniel. And it's not even that close, to be honest. This uh, song was number one for 26 weeks. 26 weeks. And Daniel, you have a you have a look of confidence on your face. I'm but for twenty dollars, uh, extremely confident. Okay, so you're extremely confident. You know what was uh, for basically half the year? This was number one on the country charts. And I'll give you a drum roll, and then I'd like for you to well go ahead and guess, and then I'll give you the drum roll. I believe it to be mm -hmm. Morgan Wallen's "Last Night." All right, let's see. Last bottle of Jack, we split a fit. Just talking about life, going 
And I did this because I know we have three weeks left in December, mm-hmm. but there's no way anybody can beat them. That song, not only like the top of the country charts, that's, I think, the number one song globally. Oh, yeah. It was huge. What a... <laughs> Remember a long time ago before Morgan Wallen was like how we know him now? He, we had this contest where we were going to throw a party in somebody's backyard. And the performer was this guy that was brand new that nobody really knew called Morgan Wallen. And Morgan Wallen came over to this guy's house and sang in his backyard. Yeah. <laughs> now look at him selling I, out all these arenas and wouldn't stuff. Wouldn't you hate to be uh, Morgan Wallen's boss because you couldn't tell him nothing? Like, if you've got the number one song globally, this guy's not going to take any notes from anybody, right? Yeah, they're like, hey, Morgan, uh, why don't you try it this way? He's like, mm, man, I got, yeah. I'm number one for like the whole year. Like, if that guy has to come into work, supposed to be there at 8, he gets there about 8.15, you're like, hey, Morgan, uh, where were you? He's like, number one song globally, guys. <laughs> yeah, your business. Yeah. I'll come in when I feel like. It's 98.5 The Bull. What's our bullfight today, Daniel? Parker McCollum. Coming up. Parker McCollum. Good morning, Gus. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tiger. Hey, Daniel. Uh, since uh, Tiger and I have been here, uh, we're right across from Guthrie Green. And to kind of describe the studios here in the News on 6 building, when we look across the street, we can see Guthrie Green out there. And since we've been here, there's been an abandoned um, kind of part of that building. What, do you, what would you call that? A pavilion or a... Yeah, there's like, looks like it could be a space for a snack bar or maybe a restaurant or something. Finally, they started working on it and putting it in a restaurant right across the street yeah, from us. Yeah, and they've worked on it for like a year. So Tiger and I just sitting over here watching them. And, uh, like, I'm so curious about that. It looks like it's finally going to open, either today or tomorrow, and it's called Enfuego. Uh, yeah, it looks, well, I'm seeing two things. I'm seeing December 4th, and I'm seeing December 5th. Either way, it's going to either be today or tomorrow. Well, our mouths have been watering this whole time. <laughs> we hope that it's good. It's going to be the, cl- I mean, who wouldn't want a restaurant right across the street from work? Yeah, hopefully it's good, man, because uh, every now and then you go to one, you're like, eh, not quite what I expected. But uh, speaking of food, Daniel, yesterday I got sent on a mission. My wife has not been feeling great, and so I've been trying to, you know, make sure she's comfortable the best I can and all that. And yesterday, and you know when you're, you're sick, kind of, appetites come and go? Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's even harder to eat. And then you really have a specific thing in mind that you go, you know, I could probably eat that. If I could just get my hands on that. And yesterday for her, it was fried catfish. What? Yeah. That's her sick when I'm it, sick. It I, was a lot of people moment. want uh, chicken noodle soup. The she next wants moment, it might have fried been catfish. Else. I don't know. But anyway, so I, I start Googling, you know, that, you know, what restaurants near me or whatever. Okay. And I find a place uh, on Route 66 out there. And. It's called, An- can I say the name? Yeah, yeah. why would you not? A- Angie's Wings. Why would you be afraid to say Angie's uh, Fish and Wings? So uh, I go, well, I'd like some wings, and they got fried catfish. This will work out great. But my wife, before I leave, she goes, have you ever had a meal where if you didn't have the condiment, it just didn't count anymore? Like, for example, the Burger King onion rings. Love the onion rings. However, if I don't get the zesty sauce with it, I probably wouldn't have gone there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have the sauce sometimes. We had people call the show and say that they love the McDonald's fries, but they love the Wendy's ketchup or something, and they would go to two places to make that meal work. And so she says, listen, Tyke, tartar sauce. You have to have tartar sauce, or the, the catfish doesn't count. And I said, all right, I will make sure that I, and I even write it in my phone so I don't screw this up. I put it in my little notebook or whatever. I get up to the drive there. They're like, hey, welcome to the wing place. And I go, yo, I'd like some wings, and I'd like a catfish, and i got to have that tartar sauce. And she goes, yeah, we got tartar sauce, no problem. And I even reiterated it politely. I said, now, you're sure we're good on this tartar sauce thing? Because that's the whole point we're here, basically. Yeah, I'll even throw some extra in. I go, hey, look at that. little extra tartar sauce. And um, now this is a wing place where I guess they make the wings when you order them. They ain't just sitting in some bucket because you're waiting. Mm-hmm. There's three cars ahead of me, and <laughs> like the, you're waiting. And so, and I didn't mind. I mean, it was about 15 minutes, but I, I've got fresh wings. Who doesn't love that? And um, but she's tied all the bags up, so I can't go through the bags. You know what I'm saying? They're plastic bags, and she's double knotted them. You know, if you don't want to rip them in half, and I don't want to rip them in half, them. go through. So I just look at her yeah. and I said, "Listen." We got that tartar sauce. And she goes, no, we're out of tartar sauce. And I had just confirmed 15 minutes before. And not only did she have tartar sauce, she was going to give me extra tartar sauce. Now a little bomb has gone off in my head because that's the reason I'm there is for tartar sauce, I think. And I go, so you have no tartar sauce. No, 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 we're out of tartar sauce. But I put some extra ranch in there for you. Like, yeah, you know, it's not tartar sauce. 
<sighs> so what to do? I've been tasked with this mission. Tartar sauce is the number one goal of this whole thing. Catfish is the um, supporting act here. Tartar sauce is the starring act. And I go, what do I do? What do I do? Then I remember I live near a Reesers. <laughs> so <laughs> I go in the Reesers. I go to the tartar sauce aisle. I get it. It's like craft. It's like just sitting on the shelf. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. I was doing my best, man. This no, no, an I'm, I'm just, I, you know, no disrespect to the folks at Kraft, but <laughs> if I want ranch or any other sauce, it ain't going to be Kraft. <laughs> okay, well, this was an emergency 911. I could not come home without tartar sauce. I even considered, how do you make it? Then I looked that up. It was impossible, so I wasn't going to do that. Um, so I brought back that plastic bottle of tartar sauce, which is probably not what she preferred, but... I think the effort meant a lot to her that I had made an extra stop and then waited 15 minutes in the drive-thru and stuff like that, and uh, it all worked out, and she didn't complain any about the tartar sauce. I think I got brownie points. Ladies like it when you have to go through, like, trials and tribulations, especially if you give them a Christmas gift. In other words, you think that w women like it if you suffer? A little bit. Why not go through uh, another drive-thru like McDonald's and get a big old I passed container? A I passed a McDonald's. And she loves the tartar sauce from McDonald's, well, and so do you. Why didn't you go through there and I was get some to, tartar sauce? I was at a red light at McDonald's before I went to Reese's, and I said, what am I supposed to do? Go up there, and they go, welcome to McDonald's. What would you like? And I go, just tartar sauce? Yeah, just be like, hey, I'm going to hand you some money. You hand me some tartar sauce. <laughs> That's What do you mean? What do you do? Just, Have you never been to a restaurant before? I didn't you know exchange, if they would do it. If, I you got, if you would have broke out a $5 bill, they'd have gave you probably the whole bucket of tartar sauce in the back. I uh, got drive-through performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I could perform. And uh, <laughs> How was that craft, though? She didn't say a word negative about it because she probably knew that I had gone through, um, you know, what to get get it. But I, I did, and um, I my marriage lasted another day, Daniel. So well, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you navigated the, uh, <laughs> the most difficult part of a marriage, and that's tartar, tartar sauce. sauce yeah. issues. <laughs> Mike and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. Come to work today, Daniel, and I noticed there's a bunch of bags of toys right in the lobby. It's the Angel Tree. You're familiar with Angel Tree where you, you take a kid's name off the tree and you got kind of a wish list of things that they want. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be like a, um, a new basketball and a coat and that kind of stuff, right? And, uh, and years before, we've in my family, we've uh, adopted one of these kids, and I didn't know that it worked like this, and I'm glad that it does, but I was um, totally misunderstanding what was going on. And let's say we picked a kid named Johnny, and Johnny wants a basketball, and he wants a basketball goal, and he wants a, uh, a jacket, and he wants some new pants. You know, we went and we got all that stuff, and I said, man, Johnny's going to have one heck of a Christmas because he's gotten everything. But what they actually do is, let's say that... Um, Another kid wanted a basketball. They try to divide it up a little bit so that there's one kid that doesn't get anything that wasn't picked off the tree. Does that make sense? Like at the end of the season. In um, other words, they put it all together and then divide it? Well, I think they try to hook them up as much as they can, but, um, you know, they'll give a kid, instead of everything on the list, they'll give them a couple of the good things and then spread it out so that another kid wouldn't just go with nothing. And I thought that after I thought about that, I said, you know, that's pretty good because Otherwise, it's just the luck of the draw. Who chose your, your thing off the tree? Mm -hmm. And so you still see that. I know our um, our buddies next door, Hoot Owl and all that, that's big for them right now, the angel tree. And um, you feel good after that. <laughs> you feel good about yourself. All the horrible things I've done. <laughs> like I'm like, well, at least I did something Is that good. what you're depending on to get into heaven is the angel tree? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's like normally uh, I'm disappointed in myself, but um, you don't. You don't regret spending money on that kind of stuff. You really don't. I know it's tough out there for, you know, you go to the drive-thru now and it's like 10 bucks for a number one. It's like, what is happening? But uh, anything helps, I think. It's 98.5 The Bull. You're in the giving spirit yourself, Daniel, it seems. Yes, we've got some uh, Parker McCollum tickets. He's going to be at the BOK Center at the end of the month. And uh, now is your chance to win free tickets. I've got a, a quiz. It's the 10 quiz. All the answers contain the number 10. Yeah. All right. Uh, caller number nine and caller number, look at that, 10. 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Has anybody adopted you for this Christmas, David? Not yet. Not yet. I'm still <laughs> Do waiting. Do you have a tag on the, uh, the angel tree? <laughs> <laughs> Sneak me one on there. <laughs> Some Marlboros. It's 98.5 to pull. Free tickets right now, and uh, every day about 7.40, we play our bull fight. And today, Dana, what are we playing for? Uh, for Parker McCollum tickets. Uh, joining us on the phone today, Courtney on line one, Stacy on line two. Uh, Courtney is a dental assistant out in Claremore. Courtney, how are you today? 
I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. What is the one thing Ty could do to keep his dentures fresh? Uh, clean them. Got to clean those dentures, Ty. Nah, right. no thanks. No thanks? All right. Uh, taking on uh, Courtney this morning will be Stacy, a counselor. Where? Which uh, city do you live in, Stacy? I'm in Park Hill, Oklahoma. Park Lake Hill. Lake Killer. Well, yes. Have I been out there yet, Ty? I don't think I have, have I? If I were to come out to Park Hill this weekend, what would there be to do? Um, there's not much um, because it's too cold to go to the lake. Oh, dang it. All right. Well, guys, enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. This is the uh, 10 quiz. All the answers to these questions begin or have the number 10 in them. They don't necessarily begin with it. They just have 10 in them. Got it? Okay. All right, Courtney, we start with you. Ty, do you have your bell? I do. Uh, the clue is, Courtney, thou shalt not kill, etc. I got no clue. Well, hold on. Don't just say you don't have a clue. Take a, like, <laughs> think about it for a second. Thou shalt not kill, etc. And it has the word 10 in it. Um... I don't know. Uh, help her out, Tag. Is that the Ten Commandments? Ten Commandments. Oh. Okay, Courtney. Uh, Stacy, this is what yes. a decagon has. A decagon has what? Ten. Ten. Ten arms. Ten arms. That no. has ten sides. Like a pentagon has five ten sides. Five. This has ten okay. sides. All right, Courtney, let's get you on the board. This is the value of a dime. Ten cents. Ten cents is correct. Somebody's got their radio turned up. You got to turn that down a little bit. Um, Stacy, this is a FBI list. The top ten most wanted. The ten most wanted is correct. We're tied up now, one to one. Courtney, finish the phrase. I wouldn't touch it with a blank, blank, blank. Oh, and Ten-foot pole. Ten-foot pole is correct. Stacy. Yes. This is an express checkout lane restriction. Ten items or less. Ten items or less is correct. Tied up still, two to two. Who's got their radio up? It's not me. I got, I got mine down. Okay. Maybe we're just hearing an echo from the phone. It must be. Courtney, this is yes. the volume of a Texas hat. I know it. I don't know. out, Tag. Is it 10 gallon? 10 gallon hat. Oh. I swear somebody's got that radio up again. Stacy. Yes. This is the interval for a boxer to get up off the mat. Ten seconds. Ten the count. Ten second countdown. We'll go with ten count. That yes. is correct. Courtney. This is the first down distance. Ten yards. Ten yards is correct. All right, we're tied up. Stacy, it all comes down to this. Uh, get this one right, and you have defeated... Courtney in the 98.5 The Bull fight. Uh, Stacy, this is a Letterman list. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Letterman list. A Letterman list? Not a, oh, just uh, Letterman list. The, the top 10? The top 10 is correct with that. Stacy has defeated. Oh, sorry, that was the correct answer. What's going know. on this morning? Everybody's trying to kill me. That, is, that was an erroneous yes. buzz. Letterman's top 10 list with that. Uh, Stacy has defeated Courtney in the 985 The Bull fight. Woo! But Stacy, you've got a decision to make now. Uh, you can hold on to these tickets or give them to Courtney. Courtney, why should Stacy give you the tickets this morning? I don't know. That's up to her. <laughs> All right, a very arousing speech from Courtney. Stacy, what's your final decision on this? Um, I'm sorry, Courtney, but I'm going to have to keep these because I love Parker McCollum, and I'm so excited. Good. Well, <laughs> there uh, you go. Courtney, a bit of a silver lining for you. You're still qualified. If you get through tomorrow, another chance to win on the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Let's check out what Dirks has got this morning. Free and easy with Tig and Daniel, and this is 98.5 The Bull.
Five the Bull with Tag and Daniel. So, Daniel, uh, you're like a single dude, no kids. Will you decorate for Christmas or not? I mean, you know, I don't get why don't, you wouldn't. Because it's just me and my dog, and uh, what difference is, I don't want to, what am I doing? <laughs> just, do well, you, you think the, dog, celebrate and you enjoy think your the life. dog knows what I'm doing if I put that tree up? No, but you know, and don't you like kind of that Christmas feeling around the house? And nice I don't tree like the, and... I don't like uh, a bunch of effort. So I go over to your house right now, it looks like, it's just mid-June over there. Inside. It looks haunted over there. I don't even turn on a porch light. <laughs> well, Daniel, and uh, I'm rehashing something, but I love this story that, Daniel, at Halloween, you were new to your neighborhood, and you didn't know how much candy to buy because you hadn't experienced a, a trick-or-treat in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't get many. You didn't get any. However, you got close to one. There was some people trick-or-treating next door to you, so you go out on the porch with your bucket of candy at Halloween. You're not decorated at all or anything over there. I do have the porch light on, though, so it is porch an light is inviting on. environment, and uh, I hear some kids next door, and uh, I go out there with my little bowl of candy, and they uh, walk right on by. <laughs> and now here's Christmas, and you could decorate your house to look inviting, but uh, like Daniel says, if you ever seen that movie Home Alone and little Kevin... He's scared to death of that neighbor that comes out there with that big shovel and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's me, man. The neighborhood kids wouldn't even trick or treat at your house. I need to start. You know what I should your do? Your old is man start, Daniel over there. I need to start dragging a shovel, a snow shovel down the road, <laughs> down my street every night. Yeah. I wonder if, I, if somebody would eventually take a video and put that up on social media. Probably. And then, and then we could talk about it. But every house in your neighborhood's decorated except this mm-hmm. one dark, creepy house. And the guy who goes out there with a snow shovel. That's you. You're the guy from Home Alone. That's me, buddy. You look just like him. Thank you. About the same age and everything. (laughs) Exactly the same age. Thanks. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. I got good news, Daniel. Even if you're not decorating for the holidays, you can take advantage of some things going on at Jackie Cooper Nissan right now. Oh, yeah. Like what? Well, 0% interest on select models. How about low interest all over the lot? And they've got the largest inventory. You know, everybody has a life to live, you know? can't be going to nine different places. Why don't you go to the place that has the most inventory right now in the entire state? That is Jackie Cooper Nissan. And if you're like me, if you trade in your car, you'll need another car to replace that. And right now, you get up to $1,500 more than your trade's even worth, according to Kelly Blue Book value. And then you can use that towards your new car. Or if you don't like meeting strangers in parking lots to sell stuff on Facebook, you can just sell your car to Jackie Cooper Nissan. And they just, they just want your car. Yeah, why would you simple. take it anywhere else if you get more for your trade-in? That's right. And Daniel has to give me a compliment now. Uh, he, he doesn't think I'm cool or whatever. That's but true. that Nissan Maxima mine, pretty pretty nice. Pretty nice car, buddy. Nice. I've got to give it to you. JackieCooperNissan.com. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Hey, we continue with our 12 strays of Christmas trying to find homes for some cats and dogs that are looking for a home this Christmas time. Daniel, and uh, you have a dog. We love pets, and uh, this is we uh, really like highlighting some of these animals. We met every single one of them. Oh, we did, yeah. Uh, you might remember today's stray. It's a pansy. Pansy's a female, 23-pound black and tan uh, Datsun. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Pansy's uh, birthday is estimated about September 1st, 2020. She was left with six other dogs in a shed when their owner moved. Just left the dogs in the shed like that. The neighbors saw a couple of the dogs in the backyard after they chewed their way through the shed. Luckily, the dogs were placed in a temporary rescue home. Five were transported to ARF. They say Pansy is very shy but extremely sweet. She'll follow you around, wants to be in the same room as her people. After just a few days in her foster home, she's relaxing and decompressing. She's learning to walk on a leash, and Pansy would do best in a quieter home with a patient adopter. So if you want a smaller dog like Pansy, uh, go to thebulltulsa.com and take a look. Yeah, we spent like a day uh, meeting these dogs, and we uh, they had us wear like Santa hats and stuff. I say, got to say you look good in all these pictures, Daniel. Uh, well, uh, there is some controversy on the pictures this year. Uh, one of my pictures was clearly photoshopped. <laughs> I don't know that I gave them permission to do that. What did they fix? Uh, If you look at one of them, and it might even be the picture with uh, Pansy, they adjusted the color of my shirt in order to see the pet better. Oh, I see. Um, And you can see all these photos, the uh, 12 strays of Christmas, right there on the homepage at thebulltulsa.com. You look good in all these photos. Oh, my God. I just saw one of me, though. 
<laughs> Don't be so, what is it, you're, what's so egotistical? He's looking at all the beautiful 12 strays of Christmas at thebulltulsa.com, and he's only judging his appearance. No, I mean, the dogs are precious. I'm glad that they put them against us because they are way more a, precious. A little behind the scenes when we went to take all these pictures, we were keeping in mind, and, and some of the, some of them we look awkward because, you know, these dogs, and in some cases like Pansy here left in that shed, doesn't trust humans that much, you know, at the moment. And so when we're trying to hold up the dogs, we don't want to frighten the dogs, and sometimes they're trying to leap out. That's why we have some strange looks on our faces in some cases. Well, there they are, uh, the 12 strays of Christmas, and we continue this. That was uh, day number two for us, right, Daniel? Mm -hmm. So we got 10 more to go with our 12 strays of Christmas. You can check them all out. All these... Uh, Pets need a home this Christmas, and you can help out thebulltulsa.com. Just click on the 12 strays of Christmas. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Uh, free, fun stuff to do around Christmas time. I don't know. We're staring across at Guthrie Green right now. And when we get to work, I know you guys don't think <laughs> that, we, that we put a lot of effort into the show if you listen to it. But we get up here real early, don't we, Daniel? Oh, gosh, It's yeah. totally dark outside, and Guthrie Green is absolutely beautiful, man. I saw those guys out there, the city workers. Um, they were put up the lights. They were using these poles that were like at least 20 feet long, right? It's got to break their backs, putting up these lights. And then they got to take them down. It'd be cool if the city was like, just leave them up, guys. We'll just plug them in again next year. But they put fresh lights up every year. And there's like an igloo over there I'm seeing. And it's totally free to walk through Guthrie Green at night. One well, of the first the things I did when I moved here was check out Guthrie Green at night during Christmas time, and it's wonderful over there. The igloo, I think, is over there for Enfuego, the new restaurant opening in Guthrie Green. I don't think that's just for anybody. You can't just walk in and... No, 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 no. That belongs to somebody. <laughs> oh, that's like a store. This okay. is the second time you mentioned them putting up that light. Uh, Ty could not believe his eyes when he uh, saw that they had de developed the technology of the pole. You were like, oh, Well, man, I thought I they would have to it. climb up there and stuff, but no, they stayed on the ground and they just hung them up there. But still, that's got to be like backbreaking work. But uh, thanks to those guys, because it looks wonderful out there. Something absolutely free to do is just put Guthrie Green in your GPS, come down here and enjoy the lights one night. I feel bad about them having to take those things down and store them. That's got to be the worst of all. <laughs> I'd probably stomp them and be like, we just need to buy new lights, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tyga and Daniel. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tyga and Daniel. Welcome to Did to See. We take a look at uh, what's going on around the world. And right here in Tulsa, Travis Meyer, News on 6. Uh, you know, he does his coats for kids every year, Daniel. You can still donate to that. And um, I just did this with my son as we're going through. You know, when Santa Claus comes, you gotta you got to make room for other things. You know, it's like, hey, you haven't touched this toy in a while. You haven't touched this. And we found a bunch of coats. And uh, really easy to help out because you can donate those coats at um, any Yale Cleaners location for uh, kids that may need coats uh, heading into some cold, cold months that are on the way. Any Yale Cleaners location, uh, you can donate to Travis Myers Coats for Kids. How about you, Dan? How are you? I'm good. Uh, did you see this? That uh, this, these people in Michigan that own a Christmas tree farm, uh, they had to stop selling Christmas trees this year. You know, the ones you cut down yourself, because uh, guess why? Deer have been eating all the trees. They say the main reason is because there are fewer hunters and a larger deer population. Here's the owner of the farm, Ed, talking about the deer eating his Christmas trees. We're not going out the field to cut them this year. Give her fields a year to rest. Here up, that tree ain't too bad, but down here, it's ruined. They've They've killed it. The last three years, the deer population has gotten so heavy, it's eaten a lot of our trees. Down the drain, 12 years of mowing and spraying and pruning, and the deer did it. Yeah, see, I'm not a big hunter. I don't have the heart for it, but I do recognize that hunting is important because just like an Ed situation, that deer population gets out of control. It could be uh, not only eating up Christmas trees, running in the road, it could be dangerous, so... Poor Ed, man. He worked 12 years on those trees, and then it didn't work out. I mean, I do a spring garden sometimes, and I'll spend, I don't know, three weeks, and then if a bug gets on one of them and ruins it, I'm furious. I couldn't imagine 12 years. Uh, Tag plants four tomato plants and calls it his garden. That is a garden. Uh, I've never seen a deer just straight up eat a tree, though. Have you? I've seen. They can be vicious. Have you ever seen that viral video of that hunter and that deer got after that hunter with his hooves and... I've seen they, that. They can be pretty um, vicious. Another time where there was a mama deer and some little dog uh, came up and was trying to smell of the fawn, and this mama deer got out of those dangerous hooves. And do you remember that? It went berserk, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, it went berserk. That's a good way to put it. Uh, did you see this? There's a guy, a uh, Florida man. He's on a journey to collect one million copies of Titanic on VHS. 
So far, he's got over 2,000 copies. Here's J.D. talking about his journey to a million copies. Well, you know, Titanic is best on VHS. September 1st, 1998, take the voyage home. That's what they were saying. That's what I was playing on the VCR. I was watching this thing over and over and over again. I checked that P.O. box. I mean, I got to fill the car up because there's so much Titanic, baby. I'm trying to get to a million. We have 2,467 right now, so we are so close <laughs> to that one million. Uh, this guy's got to be doing a bit, right? A VHS? He says it's best to watch it on that? Uh, yeah, but he's, he's saying on. he wants to collect one million copies of uh, Titanic on VHS. Remember, I got in trouble when I was a teenager, and uh, my mom's punishment for me was I had to go watch Titanic with her. Mm -hmm. And boy, when I get to that scene when they were in that car, and that, that lady's hand went up, but it was all steamy in there. Boy, punishment accomplished. Why don't you go get some popcorn or something? <laughs> just sitting there and took it, huh? Just yeah, it's got like a lovemaking scene with my oh, mom. Oh, Lord. Like, okay. Uh, did you see this? A candidate running for city council in Washington lost by, lost by one vote. And, email coming in. And uh, he didn't even vote for himself. Got to be Wait, he lost himself. by one vote but didn't vote? Didn't vote for himself. Oh. Here is Damon Green talking about why he refused to vote for himself. And then Ryan Roth getting confirmation after the recount that he'd officially won a spot on the city council. I didn't feel comfortable voting for myself. I thought it was kind of narcissistic. So I didn't. We have no changes to the results. No. <laughs> it looks like Mr. Roth unofficially is leading. And so it become official this afternoon at 4 o'clock during our canvassing board meeting. Awesome. Man, you, you think uh, national politics are bad. You think they're ridiculous and all these uh, ads and all that. You ought to do, go to the local level. It's way they worse, right? They pretty nasty, can't they? Please. I've never seen anything like it. This guy didn't even vote for himself. And Ooh. I bet it's just all stuff like that all the time. You know how when the uh, the federal election rolls around and it's the big one every four years with the president and the news cameras, they go and they watch George W. Bush walk into the polling place or, or Bill Clinton or whatever. I always wondered if they almost didn't vote for themselves because, like, man, I actually don't want this job. <laughs> like, this is tough. Like, you know, I liked it four years ago, but now I'm kind of stressed out. Well, I always like to say, um, if you think politics are crazy now, let's just remember that not that too, too long ago, uh, if people had political disagreements, they uh, dueled each other. Yeah. They're like, I don't agree with you. Well, I don't agree with you either. Let's go meet somewhere and shoot at each other. <laughs> now arguing on Facebook seems almost tame, right? Yeah. I mean, we, in our careers, we went back and we saw like political ads from like Thomas Jefferson's era and stuff. And they were talking about each other's moms. Were they? Yeah. Like, I can't even say it on the radio. It was so bad. But your mama's a blank. And then they print it and send it out to people. I remember one that said something like, uh, if, if Thomas Jefferson is elected, your head will be writhing on a pike. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a little more vicious back yeah, then. Yeah, and so now, you know, thank your lucky stars. It's just Facebook comments and things like that. Back yeah. in the day, they would try to hit each other with swords. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Tomorrow, Daniel, we're back with another chance. Our bullfight every day at 740 this week. Parker McCollum tickets. Here with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather. Provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. I feel like I'm the last person to get a Christmas tree up. Uh, my neighbors had theirs up. And then uh, finally, uh, my boy, he's like, we, we need to get a tree. And I said, yeah, let's go. And so, um, you know, I've been under the weather last week, so I wasn't like totally 100%. But I said, all right, we're just going to do the easy thing. We're going to go to Home Depot. We're going to pick out a tree. It's already been chopped down. We'll get that thing. We'll put it in the car. And we'll be on our way. And I go up to the, um, the store and... Uh, by the way, I must be the last guy to get a Christmas tree because all the good trees, they're out. Everybody's picked those out. And so it was kind of hard to find a tree yesterday or Saturday. And um, But I'm in the garden department. You know what I'm talking about? The outdoor area? Yeah, the uh, not the indoor, but the where all the plants the and things are. Stuff, sure, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm out there, and um, it's a little chilly, and I don't see anybody out there. In fact, I ran into a buddy of ours, Daniel, and she said, well, if you go to the garden department, nobody's out there. And I said, well, they usually have that little button you can hit. You know what I'm talking about in the mm -hmm. Home Depots and the Lowe's of the world? You can hit a button, and it calls somebody over there for you. I said, no problem, because I'll just hit that button. And so finally, we found a tree, and now I'm ready to check out. And I don't see that button anywhere. I'm, I'm walking all over the garden department. And so I walk back in the store, and I say to customer service, hey, could you get somebody out to the garden department? They were very, very nice. And the, uh, the young guy who came out and helped us, he was very, very nice. And he's like, you know, do you want me to cut any limbs off this thing? Do you want me to cut the, the, the stem? Do you want, 
a net and i said yeah and he did all that and now i'm ready to check out at the garden department he says oh i i don't check you out you need to go to self checkout for this for a christmas tree and i'm like all right well huh now, was he a guy with his till and the cash register and all that, or was he just a guy that's out there working? I, I don't know. I thought they could do it all. I thought, well, you no, know, no, no. once you, they chop the tree, they could also ring you up. Ty, you worked retail one time. If you work at the, uh, you, when you worked at the grocery store, did you cash, did you work at the cash register ever? No, but they would just say I'm the buggy boy that day. So, no, I didn't oh. go and also ring people up. Well, now this story is kind of making more sense. If the guy had a till and all that, the till is the money in the cash register, and you have to keep up with that. In case somebody's stealing okay, it, they well, count no, that at the end of the day. There was no register open outside. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But so. he said, now you got to, you, what you need to do is go into self-checkout. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. And, I, you know, roll that thing over to self-checkout. And you know how it is at those stores. And I wait my turn. I get up and it's got that little laser gun that you scan stuff. But this mm-hmm. tree has nothing on it except like a ribbon. There's no barcode on it. So I go, I, I don't know what to do. And so I get the uh, associate there and uh, he, he looks at me and he goes, uh, you need to go to the garden department to check out. And I said, well, the garden guy said to come over here. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about Christmas trees. And I said, I know there's no price tag on this thing. There's no, like, barcode on it. It's just got a ribbon. And neither he nor I knew what that ribbon meant. And um, so they get out the cell phone, and they literally go to the website and start scrolling through trees to find one that looks like mine. <laughs> I'm really shocked that, that they wouldn't be prepared for Christmas they tree sales this time of year. But maybe I'm late because before I'd been to Home Depot and there was like a million people in the garden department helping with trees, we just didn't get one at that point. So anyway, I don't know how much my tree costs, really, because I couldn't tell. It was all scattered around out there anyway. And um, I think they, they hooked me up, man, because the guy at the registry was like, that looks like about a... $70 tree to me, and it might have been a $100 tree. I don't know, but am I supposed to, you know, what am I supposed to do? Go, nah, just charge me 120 I don't know the answer, but I made sure I got my receipt and walked out of there. But um, <laughs> So that's a strategy you can use. Go to self-checkout, and they'll just guess along with you, I guess. Are you uh, excited about the end of the year when uh, you have to take that tree up and uh, try to drag it outside, and then you get about one billion needles? Well, yeah, that's Everywhere. And I got to tell you that... Um, I, live trees make me nervous now because last year and the year before, I cut up my tree and put it in the fire pit instead of throwing it out by the road. That thing, I kid you not, Daniel, like I'm not making this up. You can throw like half of a tree into a fire pit, light that thing on fire, and I would say within 10 seconds, the thing is incinerated. And the flame yeah. that comes out of that is 12 to 15 feet high. And it really scared me because I go, if this happened inside a home, Lights out. Like, there's no chance you have oh, to defend against that. It's so hot, you can't even stand near it. And oh, if my your God. power line ran above it, it would probably melt that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was crazy, and it really... It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Hey, uh, looks like uh, Oklahoma and OSU, they got their bowl game set, and a lot of people in college football are upset right now. Florida State University was undefeated. They didn't lose a game all season long. Uh, did not make it to the playoffs. They were left out of the playoffs. Alabama got in with one loss. Texas gets in with one loss. Washington and Michigan. I, I don't understand that. I'm not a football guy, but I don't understand how, if you're undefeated, you would not be in a bowl game when there are other teams that were defeated. Uh, a lot of people were asking the question, um, but Florida State University, the thing that probably got them was they didn't have as strong of a schedule, so they were yeah. less likely to lose games as according... But the committee who chooses the top four in college football, they're not there to decide who deserves to get in. They're trying to choose the top four greatest teams in the nation, and that's what they decided on. Could you imagine being on that committee? I bet. Buddy, I wouldn't want to be. It's an anonymous committee, I I hope. I don't know anybody on it. Hopefully it's anonymous because, I mean, you know, with college football, I mean, in our state, we grew up in Alabama. People get shot over it. Oh, yeah. What's that one guy that poisoned our tree? Uh, this guy named Harvey Updike. Harvey Updike went to Auburn University, and one of the every school has great tradition. And one of their our traditions there was you would go after the victory, and you throw toilet paper in this big oak tree. The guy went over there and poisoned the oak tree. Poisoned the oak tree. Called a radio show talking about it. They figure out who it was. The FBI comes and arrests him. Mm-hmm. Guy died in prison. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, you shouldn't have done that. You should not 
poison the tree, but also, does one need to go to prison For over a, a tree? <laughs> I mean, that's how serious it is. I mean, considering the amount of paper we use, honestly, <laughs> you, you were a tremendous Auburn fan. Yeah. Should the guy have gone to prison over the tree? It was a tradition that had lasted, I don't know, decade upon decade upon decade. If there was a victory, you go out and throw toilet paper in this old oak tree. And he, he came and he killed the tree. He put, like, some kind of poison in the roots. Awful and thing And then to it do. died. Yeah. And, um, but I did think uh, the proportionality was a little extreme to send him to jail for seven years because he killed a plant. And the guy never made it out of prison. It was a life sentence, basically, for him, yeah. right? 98.5 The Bull with Tig, and good morning to you, Daniel. You had an animal inside your house before, Tig? Mm-hmm. What did you have? I've had squirrels in my attic. Uh, we had some mice last year in my house. And now that we have a cat, that seems to have eradicated itself. A long time ago, I worked at a Goodwill. And uh, one time, a bat got a loose in Goodwill. And I was tasked with catching that bat. Mm-hmm. Now, a bat is about the size of a tiny mouse. This wasn't no big giant vampire bat. This is a small bat. When I tell you that I was so terrified of this bat, like, I don't mind bats outside. In fact, I might even put up a bat house at my house one day because they're really good at keeping away mosquitoes. But this bat, trying to get rid of it, almost, it was almost impossible because you didn't really want to touch it. You're worried it's going to bite you. You're going to get rabies. I've got a clip here of a family in Massachusetts. They had to get the police out there to help them get a bat out of their house. Uh, and here's the family in Massachusetts thanking the police officer who's using a Tupperware container to remove the bat from their house. Listen to this. Get them out, whatever you do. I'm trying. That's the plan. Oh, you guys are so brave. Stop. It's cute. Okay, not cute. Okay, sorry. Oh, that's kind of creepy. That's creepy. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you get home to your families tonight. <laughs> so, what did you do tonight? Caught a bat. You're like a professional at this. Oh, God, you're so brave. I didn't think that uh, you could call the police if there was a bat in your house. Can you not? I don't I know mean, the rules. I that's not their... That's, I think they got more things to do, at least here in Tulsa, than... Uh, yeah, they definitely have it more in Tulsa. <laughs> that's for sure. Could you imagine calling like, hey, guys, uh, hey, we got I a got bat a in my bat. house. They're going to be like, okay. Well, uh, Daniel makes fun of me because one time I, I called the cops because it was a, an alligator. Yeah, when we lived in Myrtle Beach, uh, North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever that state was, and uh, Myrtle Beach is right there on the ocean and in swamp areas. And he called 911 once. He's like, hey, there's a there's an alligator out there in the river. And they're like, okay. <laughs> well, I felt menaced by the I was like, is this alligator going to eat a child? I didn't I, know what was going I, you on. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of you, but I agree with you almost because there was this was an apartment complex. A river, kind of international waterway, ran right behind it. And there's a pretty big alligator. And I, when I say pretty big, this thing was... Uh, it was a monster, man. I mean, it was at least six, seven, eight foot tall, long, tall. Yeah, and there was kids playing out at the apartment complex, and this alligator started to go towards the shore. And so I called uh, emergency services, and they were like, hey, don't call here again. That's an alligator in nature. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Mike and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull.